Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. A Saturday morning, we just ticked over midday here at crunch time at the magnificent Berwick GWM. Have a look. Hodges with us, Dermot Brereton as well. Riley Beveridge, of course, from the AFL website. Where we left things, gentlemen, the MRO and the Tribunal, they police our game. The Toby Nankervis hit on Jake Lloyd has reignited the debate about around whether a more immediate consequence should await the guilty party in-game in the form of a red card system. Barrister Luke Hodge has made his opening statement. <laughs> what say you, King's Counsel Dermot Brereton? Why do it? Is it broken? Well, we've, got, we've got five on the interchange bench. You can't replace somebody with that? I know you probably, the statistics will show you. Oh, look, he's got his finger up in the air. Objection, <laughs> no. Your Honour. <laughs> look not at the that. Sustained. Sustained. Historically, we've never done it. And that shouldn't be just the only reason. But it will distort history if we do this. We are the only game. We're a, we are a robust sport. Honestly, if we just go down this path... What are we turning into? We, we're already pandering to the wokeness of the, the crowd in this sport. Honestly, can we, can we just get through a season and not go backwards in terms of turning this into I, a different sport I completely? I can see you're getting angry at me. I, I'm just the messenger here in this situation, OK? I'm, I'm just the facilitator. There's a screen between Hodge yeah. and me at the moment. <laughs> it's probably a good thing, Hodgie. <laughs> no, I'll... You're saying we've never done it before, but also we've never had the concussion rule either. So in the past, if someone went through and back in 20 years ago, if someone ran through, someone they could come back on and and still be a part of the game. Yeah, but you only had two on the bench then. Yeah, no, but clearly now, and we've adjusted, we've adapted. And in football, you adapt. You adapt to the rule. Stop talking. You've had your chance. Um, you've, we've adapted with the way things are. We're a lot more serious with the concussion rule. We want to make sure players are looked after, protected. That's why we send them off, even when players feel they could go back on. Jordan Lewis, back around about 2010, got run through on the, uh, against Harbrow. the Western Bulldogs by Jared Harbrow, and it was the sickest thing I've seen. He came back on later that game, and he said for the next three weeks, I wasn't in a good state to play, but he stood it because that was the expectation. The mindset now with football has changed, and we have to adapt with it. If we've got someone who, as Nan Curvis, and we're a lot stronger now with the bump and the dump tackle, and I'm only saying if it's a clear one where it's going to get a three-week-plus go straight to the tribunal, why don't we even the playing field? Otherwise, you could have a, a, a bloke who's probably 30th on the list come out, target in a final, one of your best players, run through him, he's off. And off you go. That's never happened, Luke. That's always been the that's always been thrown up and said. And then the AFL went to after Lynchy threw a hundred punches and didn't (laughs) land one. That's they 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 they, what are they double time you get it for grand finals because that's always been said. It has never ever. Happened. If you, if you ask John Longmire after <laughs> Thursday night, if you, are, if you ask John Longmire after Thursday night, do you think it would have been fair the fact that one of your playmakers off the half-back line that can run through the money, that can yep. excite things and make things happen when things aren't going your way, if you think it's fair that the ruckman who did who sent him off should he be eliminated? The bloke who turned the game in the third quarter, who had an impact in that third quarter, who kicked an amazing goal in that third quarter, 
do you think he should have been taken off at the same time? I reckon John Longmire would have said, I do believe so, because we were disadvantaged because his illegal play, why should he be able to stay on the field? So I'm, I'm not saying this should happen for everyone if someone gets injured or every concussion rule. I'm saying for the ones that everyone sits back and goes, you're getting three weeks, you're going to the tribunal. And the three that I gave you before was the Tommy Stewart, the broad tackle, and also the Nen Curvis bump. So it's only got to be the, the clear-cut ones that everyone in in who watches football, everyone there goes, that is going to the tribunal. This is what we want to deal, and this is what we want to stand for. Derm Hodgie mentioned John Longmire. He was asked about the incident. Of course he was. This is how he chose to respond. I think this the exact question here is about the influence that Toby Nankervis had, and this is how Horse chose to answer. Toby Nankervis seemed to have a real impact for Richmond in, in that area that you're talking about. When a, when a guy like that gets on such a... Um, role in that period is it, is it hard to sort of stop his influence I guess yeah I thought yeah he had a big role unfortunately Jackie Lloyd didn't have any role in the game so um which was disappointing um but uh, yeah he got on top in the ruck and um and really gave the momentum out of there can't so do anything about it yeah suck it up he knows how to say a lot without saying a lot yeah I wonder if he felt the same way when Byron Pickett his teammate was knocking out opposition players but that's the thing, Dan. We've, we've, we've changed. We've adapted. And I think yeah. because of how... Yeah, we have. But we've also got five on the bench now. now so that happened, what, was it first quarter or when it was, was first it? quarter. First quarter. Who was in front at three-quarter time? 10-8 to 8-12. No, sorry, Richmond, Richmond were just in front, weren't they? No, Sydney was still Ten, in front. 10-8 to 8-12. They, they've still held sway for the next 75 minutes. Exactly right. So, but who, who yeah, had the I most impact in that I know you can run out quarter? of time. Yeah. Fine, Dan I Curtis. know, but this is the risk you take playing. He could have rolled his ankle. Anything but like that could happen. He got sent off the ground because and someone so illegally bumped him in the head when he went past the ball. And so many players get sent to the tribunal uh, in, in times gone by that get off. And so this would distort the result of the game if you send off a player who then gets off on a technicality, on a whatever. It distorts the result of the game. Sometimes you just, as John said, which was a realism, sometimes you just got to suck it up. My, my, only, <laughs> my only worry with this type of stuff is that, you and you've sat in them, Sam, before, this tribunal case, Monday, Tuesday night, it'll go for two and a half hours. So how, how do you, in the ones that are a little bit contentious, when they analyse the body movements to the nth degree, where do you draw the line at what is or what isn't? Well, you'd have to have any... I think yeah, you, you need to take it out of that. We're getting down the path hey, here. Terry you, Mason you, won't get him off. You, you need, no, of course worry. not. No. He's gone. No, of course I, he's I'm gone. I'm even willing to concede no, that. <laughs> Riley knows he's gone. Know it's gone. <laughs> interesting to see whether Richmond, what they do at the tribunal, where they fall on their sword and, 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 and you know... Although I'm if you can get some of Carlton's legal and, people... But in regards to the red card and the mechanics of it... sling tackles, for example... So you mentioned the broad one, Hodgie, there. Sling tackles, there's been so many examples this year where, and I know a lot of them haven't got off, but there's been a couple where they have got off in terms of those sling tackles. What, what do you define as a sling tackle? Would be a red card against what wouldn't be? I remember the debate was raised, I think, 2018 and the Andrew Gaff, Andrew Brayshaw incident. Mm. And, it, and I think it boiled down to then, what is a football act and what isn't a football act? That's, that's maybe potentially what could define what could be a red card offence, what couldn't be a red card offence. You can't say football act around Jared. 
Jared hates no. the terminologies. If you yeah. say that's a football act, he goes, there's no such thing as a football act. But we're, yeah, we're, I said, and this is, this is the hardest part for it, and this is where it becomes tricky with it, but it's the, the clear-cut one. So I reckon, the, I reckon 15 or 16 of those tackles this year, you sit back and go, oh, you can understand where the player was doing it. It was unlucky. The Sicily one, where he got three weeks. The broad one was there was no... Like everyone looked at Broad and went, you picked him up, you had your arms pinned, and you dumped him into the ground. Mm-hmm. Like that was a clear cut. That was going to tribunal. Was getting three or four weeks. So the Nankovic bump see is a that, similar Hodgie. thing. Yeah. So the, who, the Richmond boy who ran into James Ash. What's his name? Um, got um, th- three weeks. Uh, Mansell. Mansell. Do you send him off? No. How, how do you make that distinction he didn't on run, the day? He didn't run past the ball and think I'm going to bump that. He got it's, three it, weeks. He got three yeah, weeks. How do you make that distinction? Well, they, these are the ones that... You're sending a, this, off. This is where it needs to come down to the, the clear cut where it's... It sometimes, as we said, Riley just said before, is the football act. Did he mean to go and do it? You look at those three instances, and this might happen four times a season. But I'm saying so the, somebody, ones where you, the ones where you clearly see someone go against the rules of the game and say, I'm going to opt to bump and clean you up rather than take the ball. I, I totally understand what you're saying there. I, I honestly do. I get it. And, and I'd, in a perfect world, I'd love that to work. But somebody has to make an opinion-based decision on the spot to say, that's well, my opinion. Maybe not. No, no, does, it, does it go upstairs? No, to say, maybe, what, so what does Mansell do get... What's that? You're, you're, you, what are I'd you be doing? brilliant you know at it because I know the tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, look, go, we're, we're getting down the path with it here, but you could, you could put it to an independent authority, whether it be someone in the arc or whether it be a, a third, um, a, an extra umpire, whatever it might be, and they could have five minutes to assess the vision while the play's ongoing, so no stop to the play, run the rule over it, then you make your decision. Oh, I mean, uh, who knows? I'm staring at the we're ceiling. Getting, yeah. This AFL world is Sorry, Sammy, crazy. Sammy, I was Soon trying to we'll get be sending him off for bad language. I was trying to get him that worked up that he was going to give one give one to you then. <laughs> I think he was going to. I, I got sent off in my first senior game of senior football in Colac for swearing. I kicked it on the full and I swore it myself. And the umpire walked over and said, you're too close to the boundary line. You're off for 15 minutes. So that has happened. So yeah. I kicked off for swearing. Well, you know what, mate? You double down and you give him one on the way out as well. Happened I was here. 15. I, was, I was thought I was going to get in trouble from Dad for swearing. Happened to your old mate Sam Mitchell in an under-18s grand final, didn't at the G. Uh, it pains me to cut this uh, short, but we need to. The, the broader conversation around the big news of the week for Repco Authorised Service for Expert Car Service. You can rely on. You can book online at repcoservice.com. Gold Coast Suns again, and their coach Stuart Jew, Dermot, the story of the week after Caroline Wilson's report uh, or belief that Stuart Jew is on the way out, and his days are in fact numbered with Damien Hardwick set to take over next season. How are we to read this? Has anything changed Wait, here? What do you want me to read? Stewie or, or Caroline? Well, with Stuart Jew, has anything changed? Because I think we look at him and we, we're realistic enough to know that he's coaching for his future for the remainder of this year. You can't be copping heavy defeats like you're going to be copping like that on a, on a weekly or semi-weekly, semi-regular basis. No, but, but there's an expectancy on, on the Suns to improve. We expect every team. Yeah, so have 18, we seen that there's enough? There's 18 teams. Every year we get to pre-round one and we say, oh, yeah, they'll improve. Mm. No one's going backwards. But, look, I can understand that we want to get improvement out of them. Their list, and, and they got 12 wins last year, but their list still is only about two-thirds of the way through the growth of where... They are bona fide match winners. But you've seen enough this year. You've seen enough improvement? Well, I still want to see him win a few more. You can be as good or 
on the right track, even if you don't win as many games as the previous year. Too many people just make it a mark on the way. I know we're in the business of, win, uh, you know, it's winning games, and that's the, your overall marker is how many games you win. But sometimes if you look deeper, you can have a good season with what you've got and, and win a, a couple of less games. I've we've got to mark him at the end of the year. And well, so for the other side, I, I don't know what Caroline kind of wills him to fail. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's, mm. but, that's but park, her call. But park that for a moment, Hodgie. I mean, just have we seen enough? That, so the Gold Coast Suns, they run Collingwood to a kick last year. They're blown off the, the park at home last week. An immensely disappointing result at home with everything that was into the build-up of that, the big crowd and the like. Um, have we seen enough improvement from Gold Coast? Because I think the question's always there is... Can't, he's been there for six years. Because they've never been a finals team, we always wonder, could they be more and should they be more? And a lot of that, fairly or unfairly, gets shipped on back to the coach. Um, well, what I feel that he's got at this stage is he's got a quality midfield who is still at that stage that pick and choose when to defend and when not to. And I, I watched a lot of the tape last week, went back and saw a lot of Collingwood's coast-to-coast -coast goals. The week before against Hawthorne, they didn't do it because they were they came off the back of a Carlton loss that they were embarrassed, so they were really disciplined, they were really focused to defend, and then they were happy with themselves that the fact they played well. And this is what happens with young teams. Young you look at Rao, you look at Anderson, you look at Lacocious, these are young, really talented players that when they have an embarrassing performance, they're gonna make sure they do everything right. There was no difference to Mitchell, myself. Lewis early in our career, you play a good game, you pat yourself on the back and you fall away the next week until you got to the stage where you're old enough and realise whether well, you win, lose or draw, you have to do those, those similar things. Um, and that's what I saw last week. And I don't, it doesn't matter what coach you have, that will still happen for a 19, 20, 21, 22-year-old. So I feel, is, is Dewey in trouble? The hardest thing with it is, with the media beat up with it, that always finds that that seems to add more pressure to them. And their next month is tough. They've yeah. got a really, really tough month of football ahead. Riley, every player loves their coach, but that's mm. very much the case at the Gold Coast Suns. I mean, a lot of those guys, they recommitted and they signed because of who was coaching the club. They're tight with Stuart Joe. I mean, this only carries you so far, but in terms of the harmony of the group, that's very much there, isn't it? Yeah, I think the frustration would be the fact that they just haven't, they've never been able to gather consistency across six weeks under Stuart Jew, and, and that's been the case for six years now. So they have the, the couple of really good wins in Darwin against the Dogs and the Crows. They come back and concede 10 goals in the second quarter to Carlton, who were mm. going so poorly at that stage. They come out and thrash Hawthorne, then they d dish up what they did against Collingwood last week. I think their list is better than what they're performing at the moment. And I think that's when questions start getting asked. They've got all of the key pillars in place now across all three lines of the field. They've got a Ruckman who six weeks ago was in All-Australian contention. They've got a great young midfield. They've got Lukosius and King down forward. They've got Sam Collins who's been, and, and Charlie Ballard who have been two of the most informed key defenders in the comp. They've got their pillars in place now. And I think when, when the list isn't, under, isn't, isn't performing to the level it should be, that's when the questions get asked. And ultimately, if, if it's been six years of that, then... Yeah, I can understand why the pressure's on now. They've still got holes. Their They've list, their holes, list is when what they put out in the field still has holes. Yeah, so I'm looking through it. Ben King is. So let's just have a look at their where they're at. Ben King is he at the peak of his career? He's still he's on the up. Knee. Yeah, he's still on the up though. Yeah. He's got a lot of improvement. Lacocious is still on the up. 
Still got a, a ceiling to reach. Humphrey is a long way from his ceiling. Fiorini is a long way from his ceiling. Raul is still on the up. Anderson is still on the up. Um, and Mac Andrews. You mentioned the two key defenders. They have no troubleshooter, mid-sized defender. They want Mac Andrew to be that. He's six foot six, and he's mm. only a kid, and he's very light. They have no one. Uh, let's. Uh, if Collingwood are the benchmark, Braden Maynard is their troubleshooter, mid-sized backman. They don't have one. So if somebody gets off the chain who isn't a key forward and isn't a crumbing forward, they don't have anyone who can mind mm. them. So there's holes all through their list due to the age that their meaningful players are and they're still rising to what they can be. So if you, if you let Stewie Jew go now, this would be the best list to get hold of because they still haven't peaked. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. And everyone's saying, well, he's had six years and he hasn't got him into a final series. Mm. But Anderson and Rowell, they're, they're four years into their career. This is the time where they're starting to be mature and starting to have impact. And the two, the two, everyone's saying their strongest part of their game is a contested footy and clearance work. What lost them the game against Carlton was that second quarter where they lost, they had nine goals kicked against them and six of them come from centre bounce clearances. So you can't, it, I think that shows more so of the maturity of those players rather than Stewie Jew and the coaching style. What, what happens at the end of the year, we, we can only guess with what happens with the, the results, but what I'm seeing is the inconsistent, in, inconsistency with the maturity of the players. That's what's happening with the results. Mm. And in two or three years' time, whether it's Jew or Dimmer or whoever else, that's when you're going to get this consistent four-quarter performance week in, week out, when they're 24, 25, 26. You've, so, just, put, you've just put Dimmer in there, have you? I said, well, that's what they're talking about. They're saying whoever's coaching in three or four years' time, hopefully it's Dewey, but whoever is, that's when you're going to get the consistent four-quarter performance. So whoever the coach is then, you can't really go against Dewey right now because yep. it's the I'm maturity just... of the players. Yep. They've got the $6 list in the comp this year, Gold Coast. Yeah, but that's pumped up by certain players like Levi being in there. and mm. yeah. That, uh, really, what you, when we talk about old lists, mm. what, experience. You, what you need to do is, is take a look at your core... 25, 26 players, because they're the ones you want to be fully fit and have a look at their age bracket. Is it, so you can break it down. I mean, you draft in five kids every year and suddenly you're in the bottom four for age. Yeah. You do that two years in a row and you are the youngest list in the comp. It, it distorts and, yeah. and we make too much into that, I, I reckon, sometimes. Uh, no one's saying they're the finished article by any stretch in terms of those players' improvements. The question for mine is, have they improved enough commensurate with what we expect? So, anyway, they've got Port Adelaide to come this weekend. Gee, that's a big game on the road, of course. And then they've still got uh, the Brisbane Lions and Adelaide to come in the next five weeks. Yeah. You mentioned, oh, you just sort of said, Caroline, you work with Damo. Why does he hate the Hawks? <laughs> What? Just as Riley, an aside. Riley, why does he hate the horse? That's a question you could ask him. I wasn't aware of that. But... Have they done something to him personally? By, by the way, just can I just get back to Gold Coast for a second? You'd want to, whether or not it's Stuart or someone else, you'd want to be coaching this group next year because they're three academy guys yeah. they've got coming through at the end of this season. Yeah. They're going to be absolute stars. Tell How us about that big forward. Jed Walter, yep. he's, I've never seen someone who's 196 centimetre key forward. He's as big as you, Derm be able to run as well defensively as he runs. He, he's an absolute menace on the field. So, and what's his, his strengths? Has he got sideways movements? Has he got pace? He's, or is he's he a just contested clunker? marking, clunking beast who can follow up on ground level. He runs hard defensively. They've got Ethan Reid, who's got some Luke Jackson assets to him as a ruckman. 
Has any club had to match three first rounders before? Oh, no, I and don't I, think so. I, and I'm assuming they. I mean, and one they definitely all, is, but could, whether the other two. Just speaking of clubs this week, they could all be top tens as well. Wow. So they're going to oh. have to. They're going to have to find some points to match the bids. Could be roughhead oh, Franklin. Lewis, oh, what, what's the what's the positive for Gold Coast making finals? Because if they make finals, they can yeah. only get two of them. Is that correct? Well, yeah, that is correct. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting back. If I'm Mark Evans, I'm sitting back going, Dewey, you're safe, but make sure we lose enough to come ninth. Because, but no, but you sit back and look, you're building the future of your football club here. This is three possible top tens. If they make finals and get kicked out first round, they lose a top ten pick. Well, you, you want to be around a coach? You are born shifty, Hodge. You are born under a dark star. That's shifty. I'm sitting here looking at this Gold Coast list now. It's got it in front of me, and they've got so many good young medium. You add in three top ten picks. That could be, as you said, it could be a roughhead, Lewis and Franklin. We won mm. a premiership in, in 2020. That's sorry, when they, were, when they were 2021. So you add these yeah. to the others. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, hey, we need to think of that. You're, oh, you're nasty, are you? <laughs> just smart, Derm. Just smart. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Hey, guys, I want to ask about Clayton Oliver as well. Has there been a more bizarre absence or an injury story like this? To think he was running two days after the hamstring injury that he that he copped in the third quarter of that loss to Port Adelaide over there. That was May 21. Now we won't see him until August 11 at the earliest. We had the hospital stay where he left hospital for a while as well and then came back unbeknown to the people there. He had the nasty infection. And then, obviously, the uh, animated discussion with Selwyn Griffith, the high-performance man at uh, Casey during the week. They said, no, you're not playing because you can't get to... You you can't get past 90% of your your loads Mm. and your speeds. Hodgie, you never got... To ninety percent. <laughs> no, well, before before you before you jump back into the ring with Hodgie, I think my my understanding. It's true though, Hodgie, is it? We really got out there seventy five percent or more, and you no, knew that, your opponents were the same. No, you always had a you always had a, an aim of about eighty five percent to get to. Sammy, I've got a fair few thoughts on this, but you were about to say something else, Sammy. Just quickly, from what I've been told when it comes to this source of Clayton Oliver's angst, I think a lot of it was he had to hit a certain speed, a top speed at training, if you like. And my understanding was he did that, but then they still weren't convinced that they'd seen enough. And I think that was the source of a lot of his frustration. Well, you've asked me to do this, I've done it. Why is that not enough? So anyway, we're getting into the nitty-gritty of it there. Uh, Hodgie? Because what... A lot of people f- see the uh, the argument with uh, uh, strength and conditioning, someone Griffith, and do you know how many times that happens? And and that's the thing is it, it happens so often. The amount the amount of robust discussions I've had with my fitness guys because when you're coming back from an injury, you want to prove a point. Or, I can do that. I can do the extra session. I can do the extra hundreds that we have to do. Or I can do this extra drill. And they've got a certain. Uh, amount of boxes that you need to tick and they don't want you overdoing it because they want you to stay fresh and not re-injure it. So those discussions happen all the time and the the Oliver one was a little bit weird because when he first hurt his hamstring at the start, it was only a very minor one where he thought he could have played. He had the week off but then everything went a little bit jumbled from there because he had the blister where he went into hospital. That obviously interfered with his hamstring rehabilitation which put him back a few more weeks but I think he was so close about he was so close to playing the the Collingwood game a few weeks ago didn't play that one and then it sort of recurred or he had a little bit mm. of awareness of late which obviously now it's a, it's a major setback but it wasn't just a standard stock it wasn't just a stock standard rehabilitation phase for him it was a hamstring the blister in hospital the infected blister caused a few issues with that with obviously his back and hamstrings tightening up, not being able to do the proper rehab, which has sort of continued on for this. 
And I think a big part of his frustration is coming through, Riley hardly had any injuries. Hardly missed any footy yeah. at all. Suddenly hit with a six-week or six-match absence. So you can understand the frustration. I think Gary Lyon made that point pretty well earlier this week. Just that for someone that's never had injuries, uh, to then see the setbacks and, and maybe not understand the... The, the confusion in terms of I've hit these markers as you mentioned Sam and I'm not allowed to play maybe that's adding to the frustration for him personally Oggie you're leaving us in a couple of minutes just before you do big team news at your old club the Brisbane Lions so Daniel Rich will come back via the VFL Jack Gunston your old mate coming back through the AFL so obviously that, that pair at the source of a lot of conjecture about could they would they should they when will they Clearly, there's uh, some avenues open up through injury, suspension um, at the like at, at, on Chris Fagan's magnet board, and um, Jack Gunston comes in. Yeah, well, I think Jack. The, he was, they said he's been his fitness has been out, outstanding the last the last weeks. The work he's been able to do, and I think the big thing for him is working with the forwards, getting that connection, um, coming into a new side. He hasn't been able to do that as well as he wanted, so that's why they're putting him in, especially against West Coast. Might be a few more opportunities, chances for him to to guess on a hit the scoreboard, but work with the forwards. And I think Daniel Rich, they've they've found a lot of good quality halfback flankers with Wilmot, Jimmy Madden's coming in, who's been mm. their best halfbacker for the last month or so in the VFL. And I think it's a chance for Richie to, to add, get a bit more match fitness before he comes back into the AFL side. So it's good that they're giving younger guys a bit of a go. They had a few, had about six or seven outs this week with injuries and suspension. So uh, it would be good to see a few of the younger guys get a go and, and Jack joining him as well. Yep, Dane Zorko's been named as well. So, interesting to see how they go from here. Josh Dunkley uh, will miss with that uh, corked calf. Geez, he hated being withdrawn. He's going to hate <laughs> missing a week of football. Speaking of guys who aren't familiar with uh, missing, uh, the news of the week for Repco Authorised Service, of course, uh, Penrod Oil and your local Repco Authorised Service. Hodgie, we need to, to let you go, old mate. You've been superb. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Luke Hodge there. just to... 15th of all time, <laughs> Hodgie. Oh, that is incredible. Well done, mate. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Shut him off. <laughs> <laughs> we turned him See off. And, See you, buddy. And, uh, and a big advocate for the red card system as well, which, which surprised me just a, just a wee little bit. Hey, uh, yeah, listening to Crunch Time, on the other side of this, guys, we might cast our eye towards today's games. Derm, you've got a good one today. You've got Melbourne and the Saints. Yeah. Wow, that's got some importance, has it hasn't ever? it? Yeah. Has it ever indeed? Melbourne just left the door ajar for the dogs. They couldn't jump through it last night. Both teams have only won one of the last three. Indeed. It's funny with the Saints, they're fifth and seem to be hanging on. It's a bizarre situation. Keep losing and, well, they won last week against the, the Eagles, but they keep losing and hanging in. Crunch time, we're on site for Berwick GWM, the all-new Tank Aura and Canon XSR.